Zaramond 970.M30 The two gigantic warships lay abreast of each other in orbit over the world, dwarfing all of the other nearby cruisers, frigates and destroyers, like alpha bulls in a herd of metal and ferrocrete beasts. Beneath them, dark plumes stained the violet clouds of Zaramund, spilled from entire cities on fire. Millions of tons of orbital wreckage paid further testament to the fury of the Zaramundian rebellion and the subsequent response by the Emperor's Legiones Astartes. Two immense starships, each the pride of their respective fleet, each capable of laying waste to a world. The vengeful spirit, the terminus est. Names that resounded across the fledgling Imperium of Mankind, alongside the Macrag's Honor, the Invincible Reason, the Conqueror, and a dozen others, many of them flagships that had led the fleets of the Emperor into the darkness and reclaimed the galaxy for humanity. Aboard the vengeful spirit, the commander of the Terminus Est stood in the massive avenue hall, approaching the Strategium, surrounded by a throng of attendees, both human and transhuman. Some were clad in the white armour of Kalas Typhon's own 14th Legion. Others bore the equally pale livery of their Lunar Wolves' hosts. Huddled in groups around the giant warriors they attended was a sea of serfs, helots, servitors, strategos, orderlies, squires, and many other titles beside, dependent upon role and legion. A splash of red robes to the left marked the presence of the highest-ranking Mechanicum officials present in the fleet. Surrounded by a gaggle of flesh-spare adepts stood Regulus, less a man, more a mechanical skeleton, clad in slivers of flesh that appeared almost decorative upon his gold and steel form. Two gigantic vat-bred servitors carried between them a huge cog wrought of dull white material engraved with sapphire-like runes. Typhon had no idea what the icon was for, and cared less. The ways of the Mechanicum were best not explored in detail. A patch of gold just behind belonged to the Aeliet Phalanx, the Imperial Army Auxilia Regiment currently supporting the Lunar Wolves. They were obscured from view as three immense warriors in the plate of the Lunar Wolves moved between the Auxilia Commanders and Typhon. Kalas Typhon, a lieutenant commander in the first great company of the Death Guard, veteran of decades of bloody war, felt a shudder of excitement and trepidation as he looked ahead to the short processional that would take them into the Grand Hall of the Primarch. A twenty-metre colonnade of black stone decorated with a fretwork of silver wire flanked the great portal of the Strategium. More of the phalanxes lined the way, their weapons held in salute across their chests, company banners moving gently in the breeze of the artificial climate inside the battle barge. In contrast to the bulky, powered warplate of the Space Marines, the Phalanxes wore long coats of golden mesh scale, hemmed with thick banks of scarlet at wrist and ankle, broad belts studded with ceramite cinched around their waists. They carried jezaili, long-barreled lasguns, more like spears, with meter-long leaf-shaped bayonets affixed. Amongst them were sergeants with bared power swords and presented Volkite serpenti, here and there an officer with a high plume on his helm. Their weapons doubled as badges of office, meter-long rods that contained powerful shock field generators that could pierce the hull of a tank or turn an unarmoured man to bloody slush with a touch. 
the glittering scale of majors and captains and lieutenants, and even one full war marshal with an ebon cloak held by a ruby starburst clasp, was covered by cuirasses of laminated black, adorned with a white strike of lightning between moulded pectorals. The flared helms of all had silver visors that covered their eyes, and their visible features were set with grim determination. But Typhon could see quivering lips and the smallest droplets of tears as the assembled veterans struggled to maintain their composure amid such grand spectacle. It was typical of Horus's touch, his recognition of the efforts of others. Of all the grand and noble warriors who had fought for Zaramund, he had chosen a hundred heroes from the unaugmented human regiment to act as honor guard to his act of commemoration. Typhon glanced at his second-in-command, Hadrabalus Vios, and smiled. Remind me to convey congratulations to the Lunar Wolves commander for a brief campaign perfectly executed. We are, of course, honored to attend his ceremony of recompliance. Recompliance? Vios raised an eyebrow. His handsome features took on a roguish look as he smiled back. Have you just invented a new type of campaign? What else would you call it? Typhon asked. He kept his eye moving across the quiet, organized crowds that went about their duties with a cold, deliberate air. Zaramund broke from compliance. Now it is compliant again. Re-compliance. Vyos's humor dissipated. Who would have thought Zaramund would turn? One of the oldest reclaimed systems, essential to the first expeditions. How could the authorities of such an important world allow it to fall into such dissent? It was good that the Primarch responded so swiftly and decisively. There was admiration in his voice, admiration that Typhon shared. Horus had drawn together a considerable strike force in an astoundingly short time and wielded it with brutal but effective command. Essential, replied Typhon. The disruption to warships and supplies bound to the expedition fleets would have been grave enough for such a reaction. The threat to terror, if a conduit system, a major shipyard at that, was ever to turn back from service to the Emperor. Typhon considered what might have occurred had Horus not responded so dramatically to the interruption of his supply ships. Several dozen starships of different classes, all poised within an easy warp jump of the throne world. They both fell silent at the thought, though for different reasons. A seed of an idea, barely formed, settled in the back of Typhon's thoughts. Serious mischief, rightly curtailed, Vios said eventually, breaking Typhon's nascent chain of thought. A stroke of luck that the lunar wolves returned when they did. No luck was involved, I'm sure. The Primarch is canny like that. Some might see a few missing transports as just one of those irritating things that happens on campaign. A Primarch... A commander like him knows that nothing short of alien attack or rebellion would keep those ships from his fleet. Vios accepted this without comment, and they waited in silence for a few minutes until a lone figure appeared at the end of the colonnade. He was silhouetted in the light from the strategium, a giant compared to the soldiers of the phalanxes, clad in Terminator armor even bigger than the warplate of Typhon and his companion. The figure approached purposefully, and what little chatter there had been amongst the waiting crowd fell to silence. The phalanxes presented their arms as the warrior advanced. 
the light of the colonnade revealed an impassive face, unyielding and weathered. His head was shaven but for a topknot, his cheeks and chin clean of all hair. Ezekiel Abaddon, first captain of the Lunar Wolves, almost as fated as his Primarch. He stopped five meters away. When he spoke, the deep growl was projected far into the avenue hall by the address systems of the vengeful spirit. You may attend the commander now.